Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 18. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Wherever you are in the world, I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. Hello, everyone, and it's another week gone. I can't believe how fast this month is flying by. February is nearly upon us, and I hope you are having a productive, happy, and fulfilled month. Some received some more amazing emails, got an, another a great bunch of suggestions of people who want to um, talk about the topics that they want to on the show, but also I've had some people over from the States sort of ask if they can come on the show, and I'm just currently checking what they do, what, um, what impact they could deliver to the show. Um, so keep keep yourself posted to that. But one of the things I want to talk about today before I get a guest on is that I'm reading this fantastic new book. It's uh, Tim Ferriss's new book called The Tools of Titans. It, it is one hefty size, I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. Um, but it's basically the tactics, routines and habits of billionaires, icons and world-class performers. And it is just packed full of amazing, amazing golden nuggets from different habits that they have, different books that they love to read, you know, different thought process, philosophies that they have. And it's, I mean, it's going to take me some time to read. Um, It's about, it's £15 on Amazon, but um, I highly recommend it. And I think one of the things I'd love to ask you as the listeners is, how do you, how, what do you do when you're reading a book in order to learn from? What strategies do you use in order to make sure that you instigate the stuff that you're learning, whether you in the sense of experimentation or implementation is what do you how do you do it? What is your what is your strategy? For me, it's a good old moleskin and an Evernote, um, an Evernote notebook for my folks specifically for strategies habits and stuff that i want to implement whether it be on my productivity experiments which i'll probably talk about next week or whether it be on some other some other things that i want to implement maybe it's my diet maybe it's my fitness which i definitely need to work on this year but it's it's one of those things and i'm always curious to find out how you do it um so if you are prepared to share if you want to share on jump on to the facebook page or send me a, an email message and we'll put it on that way. But I'm always to find out to what is it that makes you really, you know, embed that learning that you're doing. So there's food for thought, really. But let's get straight into our fantastic guest for this week. And our guest this week is Joy Marsden. Joy believes that it's important to hold a big vision for yourself, your family and the people you work with. Her philosophy keeps stepping and push the boundaries in order to achieve. Her mantra, step up, step out and stand out, even in the midst of challenges. Joy works with leaders and their employees to help create a vibrant working community by focusing on key self-leadership skills that must be mastered in order to achieve success. Joy, I just want to say a welcome to the show. Oh, it's great to be here, Jeff. Thank you. So Joy, um, I've known you for uh, a f- uh, probably I first met you probably about three months ago, mm-hmm. and at the PSA meeting, and I was I loved the energy and the and the passion that you had about um, your journey and everything. And could you share with the listeners 
how you got to this point, the journey and how you became to be the lady that you are today. Yes, yeah, I'd love to share some of that. Um, I'm, um, I started life as a, um, a textile designer. That was my very first job. Um, but just to give you a, a quick plotted history, um, my life, my childhood was, was very, very varied and very, very mixed. Um, I lived with a father who was um, a, a, an alcoholic and a mother who was depressive. So from a very young age, I, I lived in a very volatile situation. And out of that came quite a shy um, young lady who, who had dreams that were deep within her, um, but on the surface, very shy and basically would just do what she was told because I respected my parents very, very much, as is the culture of, uh, of the Jamaican culture, um, for those who, who are just listening and can't see me. <laughs> um, so, um, so that's where I came from. And I ended up going to study textile design against the wishes of my parents, um, because they felt that really I should be staying in the home to help them, um, to really kind of make sure that they were okay. But I had a, a deeper dream within, really. And uh, going on and doing textile design based on the fact that I had one teacher, one teacher who believed in me. And it really just it really does just take one person to believe in you um, so that it gives you some some strength to believe in yourself. And I started uh, in the textile industry, did my my degree and ended up working as a technical textile designer for for 12 years, working with the likes of Marks and Spencers and lots of high street names. Um, and I enjoyed it. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I then had a career break for my, my children. I have two boys and I, I, work, I lived at home with my boys, raising them for six years, which I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. So I disagree with any 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 person that says your brain just just gets you know just stops working <laughs> when you're a mother yeah. for me that that was uh, a very much a part of my personal development and I loved it uh, would have stretched it out to eight years if I could have done but uh, in the textile industry by then um, there were skills that I had that were needed in the industry and in the Leicestershire region where I lived uh, the, it was very much a dying industry so there were there were few people who had the skills and basically the people I used to work with got hold of me and said, can you come back? We really need your skill. And I said, yes, that's absolutely fine. So I went full time. Um, my husband went term time because, you know, my parents lived in Jamaica by this time. They'd retired and gone gone back. And my husband's parents lived 100 miles away from us. So there's nobody really to look after our children. And we really didn't want mm -hmm. anybody else picking up their 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 wonderful, genuine news straight after school and how they were feeling and you know and, and my husband fully fully supported that and I said look I'll go full-time if you will take the children to school and and meet them out of school and he literally went back to work he was working at a printer at the time and said you you have me now um term time only nine till three nine till three and if my children are sick you won't see me and they said yes so he went term time and I went full time in the in the textile industry. And, you know, it was different. Life had changed. I had changed. And the, the textile industry is, is, a, is it is a, a very, very tough industry to work in. 
um, and it's 24 seven, the, the, the factories are running 24 seven. So the design work is continuing whilst you're asleep. So you're always coming into a problem and it is, uh, takes a lot out of you. And I was kind of not, this was not fitting with the, with the lifestyle that I created for myself in terms of wanting to be able to give myself fully to my, to my children and my, my husband and friends when I was, was away from work. Um, so that only lasted for about three years. And I just thought, you know, I've changed. This, there is more than this. And I didn't know what the this was, um, but I just thought I need to leave this industry and I need to leave now. So I literally left without a job to go to. And by this time, I'm the main wage earner in the family. So this is quite important decision for us. Um, yeah. And, and I, I didn't, uh, I, I then ended up um, working just because it was a job that came up. I started working for a training, a management training consultancy. And my job was to work as a, um, a PA to one of the directors. And my, the main bulk of what I was to do was to transfer. Do you remember the old acetates, acetates that you used to have before PowerPoint, Jeff? Yes. Yeah, 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 my main. Well, they, <laughs> yeah, were, the they days. were the days. I know it shows my age now, but uh, yeah, but they were the days. But it, but I had my job was simply to transfer the acetates into PowerPoint. That was that was my job, and to work for this right. for this this director. And I started to do that. And as I was working through the material, I thought I was thinking, surely they can't jump from there to there. There's there's a great gap. You can't just teach somebody that. I wouldn't know what to do <laughs> as I was transferring this material. So I, I was brave enough to, to mention this to my director. And I said, no, I said, I, I think this bit's missing. And, and I started to explain what I started to see. And he, he agreed and he said, well, would you, would you do some research? And um, would you read up? Would you research? Would you, would you look at this for us? And I said, you're going to pay me to read. <laughs> and he said, well, yeah. And I was like, I can, I can do that. <laughs> so, so that's really um, where it all started my interest. And then I, I knew so much because of course the trainers were using the material that I was building up and I started to know more about the material than the trainers did. And one of the other directors said, Joy, would you like to come out on the field with me? And, and, I, and I did. And it was my first introduction to working with, these were middle managers. Um, hmm. uh, and, you know, I loved it. And I, I could see where I could see why people understood things and why they sometimes didn't get it. And, and I was fascinated. But the thing that struck me the most was this. They were dealing with managers who were absolutely skilled to the to the you know to the eyeballs with the technical aspects of the job, but very much unskilled when it came to the people aspects of the job. And I was right. fascinated okay. by that, absolutely fascinated. And I thought, how can this be? Uh, and I just thought, I'm in I was interested, and it sparked something in me. But I wasn't in this company to to work. Uh, as a trainer, uh, they were never going to to employ me as a trainer. That I was always going to be the PA, the researcher. And I thought, well, you know, I, I need to move on. And, and the directors realised you know, there's more to joy than the than the job that she currently holds. But they wanted to hang on to me, and they said, look, we'll do some self development with you. Why don't we hang on to you until you find what it is you're looking for? Ideal situation. And I'd always fancied having having a job with the with the with the the title marketing in it. I know it sounds shallow. <laughs> But I wanted at the time, I would fancy going to marketing and I, I decided, you know, I was going to apply for a job in marketing. So I literally wrote to 60 firms that I would like to like to work with. 
And I, I, how many, how many replies do you think I got with with job offers? So you sent sixty out. Sixty out. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say twenty, and I'm probably on the on the on the high level. You are on the high side, but thank you so much for believing in me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've 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 seen you, so I'm probably seeing the the development of you. I suppose. Well, that's great. Well, actually, I I got I got five offers five offers um, okay. of jobs um none of them fitted my criteria uh, so they didn't have the word marketing in the title <laughs> they weren't okay. within a 20 mile radius um of my work and also i'd taken a drop in wage to go to this particular place and i wasn't going to do that again so they were under where i needed to be but i wasn't in a great rush i already had a job so uh, I-, I waited and then one of these companies came back and that was the Mars Group. And it simply said this. It simply said, we think we may have a role for you. And uh, I didn't know what the role was. And then about three weeks later, they sent me um, a request to come in for an interview. And it was for a marketing coordinator. And I thought, well, it has the word marketing in it. <laughs> so I went for this interview. Yeah. And it was um, an interview for uh, somebody to work on the pedigree brands, the pedigree dog food brand. But it was to coordinate things like Crufts, you know, big events, because at that time, Pedigree was the sponsor, the main sponsor of Crufts. You know, the dog show. You know yeah. what I mean when I say Crufts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do, but my listeners might know. Crufts is a is a big dog show. I don't know if it's inter- it's, it's international. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's the biggest dog show. Yeah, is, I think. So yeah. it's a dog yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so basically, I, I did this interview. There were I thought there were going to be loads of people there at the interview, and there weren't. There were just there were just six of us. And by the end of the day, there were only five of us because one of the ladies ran out screaming. She couldn't stand the 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 process, the <laughs> the assessment center process, because okay. it was an all day interview. And anyway, long story short, I, I got the job. I got the role. And the role was great. I was I was managing a small team. There's only two people in the team, but I was managing a small team as well and looking after all things coordinated within the marketing team, which was great. But here's the thing. I don't have a dog and I don't like dog food. So I wasn't passionate about what I was doing. So no. I thought I really need to interview out of this so I can really give my all. And I really do believe you have to be passionate about the thing that you do it's very difficult to give your all to something that you you're not fully into so I interviewed out for human food and that's when I started working on on the Dolmio brand and that that was a great role as marketing executive for Dolmio and 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 you you probably know the story with the puppet campaign that is now on tv we launched that in 2004 so that I had a lot to do with that ad so so I launched it so that's wonderful and by, I worked in that in the Mars Group for for quite a few years, and uh, by the time that I left, I worked as a trade relations manager for uh, Uncle Ben's uh, Rice, Uncle Ben's Sauce, Domio, and Caesar Change. So I did all the PR, headed up all the PR, did all the journalist interviews, all the radio interviews. So I had a fantastic time um, on the mm. brand, as well as being able to create an award-winning uh, ad. So fantastic result. Okay. Yeah. From there, I left. Um, there and and set up my own business because I always said that I would go back to people development somewhere along the line and the time would just felt right my children were now going into teenage years and I thought you know they need me at home (laughs) I could see this they need more than just dad (laughs) Um, and I just thought now is the time so I I left um, and literally started my business the next day 
I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I'd always get something be- behind you beforehand. Yeah. But that's what just I did. Just jump yeah, off just, the cliff exactly. straight away. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people said, you know, this is career suicide. You realise you're in one of the best firms in the, you know, this is, and it is a wonderful yeah. firm to work for. It really, really is a super place to work. Um, so, yeah, so I left and started my own business. Um, I've been running my own business now for, for 12 years. One of the things I realized whilst I was running running the business is, you know, I'm not that great at sales, <laughs> really. Mm. Uh, and to, in mm. order to make myself better in sales, what I did was I, I, um, I, I started to sell space on on the back of bookmarks. Okay. Um, and I sold yep. it to to um, people in in gov- in the council, sort of like government aided. Uh, organizations really and and it was it was great hard to sell but I was able to sell some so I kind of learned through cold calling and kind of ringing up saying do you want some space do you want some space didn't enjoy it but I thought I just didn't need Mm. to develop the skill and the other thing I did um I kind of moved on from that and I thought I really prefer the people contact side of sales rather than doing it through the phone but I needed that exercise of going doing it on the phone so what I did was I I um I I won a contract with um, Avon Cosmetics okay. and I, 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 I did a lot with in, in area sales management with them and, and actually ended up with a team of over 400. So this was a big, big, big thing to do um, and training them, um, all things sales, helping them to a lot of the, there is an independent working side, so independent entrepreneurs side of Avon. So, you know, the, the Avon, typical yeah. Avon ladies, well, it's now more of a, you can actually build a whole team around it. It's actually, you know, this mm. is what they do. So I was working with on that side of the Avon business. And, you know, I learned a tremendous amount, tremendous amount. So, so I got some area sales management um experience and was able to bring that back into my company so every area that I thought you know what I really need to get some more experience I've just kind of thrown myself in and gone and got a job so that I have to do it mm. and that has really kind of helped me so so today um, as you, you'll have introduced today I, I'm, a, I'm a speaker and trainer working with organizations sometimes working with entrepreneurs and that's what I do I, and it's all personal development mainly around the area of self-leadership so that's the plotted history of joy yeah and it's uh, yeah it's 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 an amazing journey and i always love the hearing the entrepreneur's journey because it's never a straight no. line you know it's it's <laughs> it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting thing so for you one of the things that sort of stuck out there was and things that are quite common when i'm speaking to my guests is is the courage of just taking the mm. leap you know all right some people have a little bit more planning yes. um but there's that there's that courage of just going do you know what in my in my heart of hearts there's something yes. more that I either need to give myself and by giving doing for myself I'm going to benefit the people I care around yes. me but it's that willingness to jump to jump not necessarily having all the tools yes. um and it's what do you how do you go through for you what sort of process was that what do you think are the key things that when you're looking at that it is that you know, because one one of the things that you, you talk about is that is the is the stepping stuff. Mm. You know, it's it's keep stepping and those yeah. sort of things. Is what for you is that motivator that keeps you moving? Well, well, you know, for me, I, I say everybody everybody needs a map, and I mm. say the map M A P. Your motivation for the M plus your abilities for the A equals your potential. Mm. And we all have a set amount of abilities, a set amount of skills 
um, how much we stretch those skills is determined by us, absolutely determined by us. And we can have all the skills in the world, but unless we have the motivation behind it, we will not, not absolutely categorically not reach that potential. So you do have to have both of those. You have to have have the two of those working together for you. And and I, I believe, you know, you've got to care. If you don't care about your journey and your growth and your learning path, nobody else is going to care more about it. You're the one that's got to, totally. got to care more about that. And you've got to be willing to do what it takes. And I think that's where the whole of the, the keep stepping uh, model that I've come up with and the principles are all based around my own personal experiences and based around yeah. my absolute, um, you, you just, I know as an entrepreneur that you cannot, cannot stop moving forward you, you can't no. you can't you have to no. be prepared to keep stepping and when you get mm. to the stage where you think well i've done it all i know it all i don't need to do anything else now then that's mm. when things will start to go pear-shaped for you and it, it doesn't yeah. mean that things won't go pear-shaped in the middle i mean i've had uh, i've had tough times you know t- big mm. i've had um, two pieces of major surgery during the 12 years that I've been working in it for myself and also mm. um, had the the, the, the the very very sad loss of, of a younger brother who's only 43 who died of lung disease and I'm I'm mm. I'm now the only one in, in the family that my, my parents have long gone they they died quite a long time ago um, and I was the one that had to make the decision to switch off the life support for him and I've had some tough mm. tough decisions um, to make yeah. throughout the time that I've been running the business and actually times when I've had to, well, I haven't had to, but because I want to give my clients the best, I've actually given work away so that they haven't mm. been let down. And, yeah. and each time I've come back and felt like I've restarted the business <laughs> because, you know, yeah. excuse me, following illness and following looking after my brother for eight months. And although I was still working, the, you know, I was on call. I needed to be where my brother was, and he and he yeah. was a hundred miles away from me. So it wasn't a, it wasn't an mm. easy an easy thing to to have to do. But but you have to keep stepping even through the tough times, yeah. and that that it's only by stepping that you develop that resilience that you really need that will serve you and the people that you work with so much more, so much better when you get to mm. the other side. Uh, and I, yeah. I believe it shows just the measure of who you are. And, and when you do that, you can then so easily, well, you can more easily, as you say, recognize the challenges that other people face. It's difficult yes. to recognize what you haven't been through and haven't seen for yourself. Yep. So, so I think that it, 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 it in the end serves us. Um, so, so I think the power of motivation and a motivation is, you know, people bill me as a motivational speaker. And I think that's great. But I can't motivate anybody. Motivation comes from within. But I can yeah. inspire you to think uh, to think about certain things. Um, motivation comes from within. Your abilities do need to be continually stretched. And that will equal the potential that resides within you. And I'm sure you will shine a light on other people as you do that. It, it, it happens mm. all the time. Yeah, it's a, nat- it's, a, it's a natural process, it is. isn't it? It's about... It's having that momentum of of keep on of keep on moving yes. forward. 
And it's it's that. I mean, I remember um, when I was going through my illness and I was reading uh, The Success Principles by Jack Canfield. Yes. And one of the things he said, and I went and trained with him for yes. a year, is one of the things he said is, is even if you can't necessarily move forward, lean yes. forward. So at least there is some there is some movement yes. because it's when you become stagnant, that's when the danger hits. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you do need that faith to take that next step. And I talk about having the, the faith, you know, if you don't take the faith to, and take the next step, you won't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> you just you just won't. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, yeah. absolutely. And, and, and that's the thing is, isn't it? Because it's the thing that keeps coming up with the with the traits, if you want, of the of the entrepreneur or the entrepreneur's journey is persistence. Yes. It is courage. Yes. It is it is that commitment to doing something even when it is tough because you know an awful lot of entrepreneurs go because they think they can do the job better than where they were working mm. before they want to have more time with the yes. family they want they want that freedom but what they find is is the the entrepreneur's journey is is something kind of um you end up spending more hours in the first time than you do less time seeing your yes. family and it's that purposeful action that goes okay I need to I need to make sure I'm still spending time with my family. I'm still doing the things. I'm still supporting my clients and trying to balance all of that out at the the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think more than that, more than that, because there there will be times because you you and I both know that as as an entrepreneur and many of your listeners will know, you know, (laughs) life there is it's very difficult to find work life balance. You know, I I mean, if indeed there is one (laughs) at all. Uh, And I would say what's been the the amazing thing for me bringing up a family being a mum um and and I think it is different being being a woman in business because you are the mother the one mm-hmm. that that kind of looks after the household well certainly that's how I saw my yeah. life um yeah. okay. which so you having more things to do and I I, I mm. think what's been more important is the way the our children and our family see us take those steps so the way we do it yeah. has more mm. of an impact than us doing it yeah. so so yes. so now i would say now i have i have two sons one's 24 the other one's 23 one of them's just set up his own business and the other one mm. isn't self-employed but he has that kind of mentality uh, and yes. and it, it it is serving them so so well. And what they've seen mm. is they've seen mum struggle. They've mm-hmm. seen mum have her really hard times. They've seen mum thinking, "I don't know what to do next." But what they haven't seen is mum give up. No. What they you know what they've seen is mum being persistent. Is mum preparing herself for the next thing, even though she can't see it right now. And mum kind of seeing things objectively and kind of seeing things as they really are, not wishing for something else and just saying, look, this is where I am. I accept that. Mm. Let's move forward. And, they, and I think that's, yeah. that's been a great lesson for them. So it's not so much the time you spend with them. It's what you do when you're with them. So yes. it, it's not so much quantity, <laughs> but, but quality of no. what you do Absolutely. when you're with them. And I think that that's what makes a difference. Yeah, and I think is you you fell on a good point there because it is sometimes it's the invisible lessons mm. that as a parent that you want your kids to understand. Yes. You know, you want them to understand that you know life doesn't just serve itself on a silver platter. 
you've got to do the yes. work and you've got to be prepared to embrace the failure and understand that failure is part of being happy in some ways because you've got to understand what hasn't worked in order to look for what does work yes. and I and I think you're so right it's balance but work-life balance is one of those great myths you know it's it's and depending because it's not a 50 50 thing you know it's it's sometimes you've got to work a little bit harder at work and sometimes you've got to work harder with your yes. family but it's having that foresight knowledge and possibly awareness of going okay I need to spend more time with my family because I haven't seen them mm. for a while and I'm purposefully going to do yes that. yes absolutely and and knowing when to knowing when to down tools I mean I just I don't see mm. uh, neither of our our boys uh, live with us um, now, mm. and and I, I I was kind of just saying to the one of them lives in in Cardiff, which is quite a few about one hundred and fifty odd miles away from us, and I just said it would be good to kind of to see you and your your, your girl before Christmas because she she comes from Norway, otherwise I might not see her, and because um, mm. she'll be she'll be going home for for Christmas, and I, and I. I I just thought, and he was saying, kind of saying, because he he travels a lot. And I was, he said, "Oh, I might make it on these days. Some of those days are weekdays. You know, it's like a work day." <laughs> um, mm. But but I I said, "Well, I can make the decision not to work on that particular day because yes. uh, because of, because it's important to me, uh, and mm. they're important to me. But in the beginning, you can't always do that." Um, yeah. You can't always do that and you can't always make those decisions. Um, but it is sometimes knowing when to make that decision, even if it doesn't look like you should be doing it. <laughs> do, do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and, yeah, and it's yeah, like, totally. cause, because as entrepreneurs, I, I don't know about, uh, you know, about you um, and your listeners, but we, we, we can sometimes feel as if we, uh, even when I'm not working, I feel like I should be working. <laughs> Oh, no, no, totally. I'm, I'm there yeah. with you. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And, 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 yeah. and, and, and yeah. my husband literally puts his head around the door and says, it's time to stop <laughs> because yeah. there's always something yeah. to do. Uh, so I'm still yeah. very much learning um, when, when, to, when to down tools and say, right, enough. Um, there are more important things here to do. Um, and I've down tools and, and said, right, there is a friend in hospital. I know I'm working, but, you know, I have a choice. There are a lot of people that don't have yes. that choice. And I've been no. and gone and visited a friend. And, you know, they've mm. passed away like a day or two later. And I'm so glad I made that decision. Because that yes. time will never, ever, ever, ever come back to me. And, and no. th things like that have really kind of taught me joy. You know, it's what you do with your time is really, really important. And it's not all about work. It really isn't. No, totally. Yeah, totally. And it's it's put it in perspective. You know, sending a social media out or a mm -hmm. blog out in order to hit a deadline that you've created, yes. <laughs> rather than you know. No, that's the other thing in the world of what we do is is no one puts a deadline yeah. on you. You put that deadline in. So if there is something more important, step back and just really think about how important is that yes. deadline? Because actually, who does it benefit? Is it just ticking a box for you to say, okay, I've done my blog, my social media, my my sales letter or whatever it yes. is? Or actually, do I need to go and see my kids at the uh, sports day or, or a nativity play coming up, you know, or whatever it is? Or do I, do I take time to go and see a friend who I haven't seen in a while or connect or visit hospital or whatever? Yes. Because actually they are the things that will... In some people, in some people I know have haunted them, 
because they haven't had that community that conversation with them before they've got their two yes. um and it's it's just not it's not worth it for the sake of you know a tweet no. or, or something you know and yeah. and in, our, in in our head that's really important and i get that but actually there's other things and this is this thing about you know the balance bit it's about it's not necessarily about a 50 50 thing but it's about putting things in a in a more beneficial perspective yes. that's actually going to help you isn't yeah it? yes it, it is and you know and i say you know as, you know, in, in terms of my job, I say, right, I've got to have a realistic, very objective way of looking at this um, because I, I'm quite a, uh, I mean, you, you know me, I'm quite a, a mm. an expressive, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I show my emotions. And, you know, I'm an emotional person. <laughs> um, mm. And I and I just have to say, no, look, let, let's be real about this. What, what Objectively, yeah. what is really happening here and see it for what it really yeah. is. Uh, and then prepare I'm always preparing for what could come, might come. And when I say preparing, mm. I mean preparing myself, not necessarily preparing mm. the next best thing. What should I be? Should I be getting on blab now? Mm. Should, I, should I be doing this? Yeah. Should I be doing that? Should I, you know, I can't keep up with all that. And yeah. you've seen me. I am not no. the most techie person yeah. in the world. I really am not. But, I, 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 but, but preparing myself. And I, I'm always looking at how can I prepare myself for what might come and I remember in the very very early days of my speaking career because I started as a trainer and my clients started to ask me to speak and that's where it started to to really kind of make a bit of a shift for me and I remember in the early stages I have always always seen myself speaking to very large crowds always Mm. and it hadn't happened for years but I could see it. And, and it, but the thing is, it was like as a child, I had dreams buried very deep within me, didn't necessarily feel I needed to post it on Facebook and let everybody know, um, didn't necessarily feel I had to share it. And I know people say you should share your goals. I very often don't share some of the really big ones. And, and that's because I don't want anybody to put me off because I know in my no, heart I, yeah. what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like uh, that. And, and, I, and I, I, see, I see it. And actually you know, things have, some great things have happened. And I sometimes have arrived on a, on a platform and thought, I've seen this before. <laughs> I've seen this yeah. before. Um, um, but, but what it does is it allows me to prepare for something that I've seen that is not yet happening here, but I still need to prepare yeah. myself. I still need to get ready. I still need to be good enough to cope with what I see in my head. So, mm-hmm. so I'm always wanting to grow, wanting to learn. And right now, I, I'm almost overwhelmed with some of the tasks I've set myself <laughs> in terms of what I need to do next. And I was laying, I was laying down this morning, and, you know, my morning med- and I had to get up and think, right, you need to do your morning med- meditation now um, because I, yeah. there is so much to do and so much to learn. Um, and I am my yeah. worst critic. I know I am. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not quite a perfectionist, I don't think, but I like to do things well, uh, as well yes. as I possibly can do. Um, yeah. and, and I've got a lot to learn, so much to learn. Hmm. No, brilliant. Joy, thank you very much. That is, um, that's brilliant. I've got loads of little notes and stuff that uh, I've, uh, I've written there when we've Great. talked. So what we're going to do now is we're going to jump over to the question okay. time. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to ask you a series of questions or ask the, uh, all of our guests on the show the same questions because it's, it's, it's interesting to find if there's common threads. Yes. 
Um, so the first question is now I've slightly changes because the original question was how much time do you spend a month on self-development? And I'm thinking that's a little bit too yeah. big. So the new question is, is how much time do you spend a week on self-development? Oh, wow. Um, well, I, ooh, a week, right? Uh, yeah. I would say at least, so I'm going to get you to add this up. So half, okay. can you add up half an hour times seven? Okay. Um, and then I, and then just probably add another couple of hours to that. That's okay. probably the amount. Yeah. So you're, you're talking, I'm not going to even, I'm, you're talking over you're talking over four hours. Okay. So you spend over four hours a a, um, a week. Yeah, and and studying. that is it's very yeah. haphazard. It's not you know. I'm, the thing is, I'm not even yeah. including the time I'm reading a book when I when I'm I'm a, I'm in a hotel exactly. at night with a yeah. you know clients yeah, yeah. and I've taken no. the book because I'm having dinner and I'm reading the book and and kind of you know and I read I listen to CDs when I'm traveling. I haven't included all of that. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So it's kind of so. So that's the thing is is it's it's probably well over four hours. So pro- it probably is. In fact, my my husband every time my husband comes back, I've got a new thing coming from through Amazon and he's like another one. <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm the same i'm the same the, the scary thing is now we've got audiobooks half the time my wife has no idea what i'm getting now because <laughs> it's all personal development on my yes. phone so it's not where it used to be boxes upon boxes of books all yes. the time now it's like generally audio or podcasting yes. as well so that's another yes. thing okay thank you so question number two is is what is your favorite personal development book and why and it may not necessarily be a traditional personal development book, Ooh. but it may be a book that has taught you a good lesson. Right. Well, for me, um, I have to, I don't know whether people are, you know, b- b- believe in God or not, but for me, yeah. for me, it's the Bible. I read the okay. Bible. That's my, that's, my, that's my half an hour. It's my half an hour minimum. Every single morning, okay. that is my morning meditation. That That's what I read. Wow. Okay. That's what I learn from. That is what challenges me. Okay. Um, so that's what I read. Mm. Brilliant. It's full of lessons. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. And they've certainly stood the test of time. So we know we know there's good yeah. lessons in there. So, okay. The third question is, is what is your favourite app? Uh, I would say Twitter. Okay. Okay. Uh, fourth question is, is, what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? Biggest business mistake? Oh, <laughs> I, I, well, I, I think my biggest mistake when I started my business, uh, started in 2005 and I, I worked my little socks off as I'm prone to doing because I, I generally am a hard worker. I'll throw myself into something and think, right, head down, work. And I, I did work my socks off and I, I think I, I worked so hard, I blew my brain up. When I say blew okay. my brain up, I call it the time my brain blew up. I literally ended up with a, a bleed. It's a good book title, that one. <laughs> yeah, the time my brain blew up. I literally ended up with a bleed on the brain, which okay. knocked me out for I'd had to have major surgery, have a couple of holes drilled into my skull, get the blood drained mm. from my brain. 
and the, 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 the blood was resting, the pressure was resting on the memory part of my brain. So I had to, to learn to remember again in our game as a speaker, that's not great. Yeah, <laughs> as you're standing no, at the no. front and, and a huge uh, good nine months before I could really kind of start to walk, um, work again. Mm. So that was, that was massive for me. Um, and I realized, you know, you're trying to do everything joy in your own strength and you can't. You can't. Mm. You're trying to do everything on your own, and you can't. You you, you can not. <laughs> so the yeah. big learning is, you know, working harder and harder is not the answer. It's just not the answer. And people no. talk about working smarter. I'm not even mm. going to go with smart goals because I'm not sure I even agree with those. But but mm. um, it, but you but I I I did need to have a support team around me. Um, yeah. And working, doing more of the same thing isn't necessarily the way to go. So, no. so biggest learning for me is joy. It's not all about you. <laughs> you yeah. don't have to okay. do it all, <laughs> and don't no. let your, bro- your, your brain your brain blow up again. <laughs> no, no, yeah. it's not a wise decision. That yeah. one, no. <laughs> Big lesson to learn and a difficult way to, to learn it. But uh, I, I had, I would, you know, clearly someone had to take me through it to, for me to learn that lesson. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the f- fifth question is is what are the challenges that you have between balancing work and life and how, what are the sort of strategies you use to help yourself make sure you're doing it? Um, well, I, th- I think the challenges are still ongoing for me. Uh, mm. And my biggest challenge, my biggest challenge that I, I continually am trying to address is that I am a, um, a massive believer in, in, in support and giving support. And, and I, yes. I understand that I am here not just by my own my own hard work i'm here because of what people have put into me along the way and what i've learned from other people so i i do i do try to be a helper of other people my biggest challenge is i so naturally am a helper of other people that i don't use my time uh, sometimes as efficiently or as effectively mm-hmm. as i as i should do so, and that is a continual challenge for me. So, so my natural inclination is to say, yeah, I'll help you with that. Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just call joy. Um, mm. And I, I realize that, that, you know, you can take my house away from me and I'll probably get another one. You can take my car away from me. I'll probably get another one. You take my time mm. away from me and I can't get that back. So, no. Um, that is something I'm continually challenged by. Mm. So that answers the first question. Can you repeat the second yeah. part of the question for me? Yeah, it's what sort of strategies do, do, are you using to help right. you manage that more effectively? Well, what what I should be doing, <laughs> what mm. I should be, I say should be because I'm still learning <laughs> yeah. this. What I should yeah. be doing is weighing up what I do um, with what with the plan that I have in place for the week. Um, And really, uh, um, what I need to do is not make the plan as stretchy and bendy as I do. So I have the plan in place. Somebody comes in, an email drops into my box. Can you help me with this? Can I meet you? Can I have coffee? Can I do this? I need to chat to you. Can I? And I and I let all that in and I get to the end of the week Mm. and I'm like, hang on a minute. I got all these things. The plan has gone to pot. But where did your time go? Oh, I felt good because I helped somebody. And and this is not a cry to say, don't help people. This is this is a cry to say as entrepreneurs, we only have so much time. 
And if we don't use that time effectively, if I don't use that time effectively, then I will not achieve the potential that has been put within me. No, that's, yeah, that's brilliant. I mean, I'll be absolutely honest. I have exactly the same Mm -hmm. problem because I just want to help. And it's and it's so easy for someone to go, you know, Jeff, I'm in I'm in trouble. Yes. I need to speak or not necessary trouble, because that sounds like oh my it's like an action movie. <laughs> but you know, it's it's if they're in that point where they just go, I need to speak to you because I need to run, I'll be there. Yeah, no problems. Yeah. And I'll drop everything. Yes. And you're so right, you get there at the end of the week and go, Oh yeah. damn it. Yes. Three projects haven't been touched because yes. I've just wasted three hours that you know, supposed to be half an hour that generally turns into a lot yes. longer then it just disappears. So when you find that that strategy, please share it with me because I'll be definitely <laughs> want to know how to do that. Yes, okay. yes we'll do. We'll do. <laughs> so question number six is, um, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known when you started out? Oh. Oh, what did I wish I'd known? I think I wish I'd known how hard it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. It's certainly not an easy <laughs> life. I mean, you think, oh, I'll set up my own business. Yeah. And, you know, like literally tomorrow you can have your own business, can't you? Yes. Yeah, you can. And, yeah, and I felt so wonderful. I felt so big because I had a limited company. I was like, you know, this is going to be the bane of your life. Uh, <laughs> so so um, I, I wish I'd, I'd known, you know, the typical old, you know, when you're having a – you're you're all excited as uh, I mean, you might not be able yeah. to relate to this as much, but certainly you know, are you a dad? Yeah. Yes, okay, I have two great. Kids. Yeah. So you'll relate to this. Yeah. You know, as as a mum, yeah. um, you, you you're so excited to have that child and you're like, ah but no, you, you no nothing can prepare you for how hard it's gonna be when the child arrives. No. Uh, and it's like no. that, really. I, I wish no. I'd I, I wish I you know, people, you know, <laughs> I'd known some people that I could have spoken to that had been on the journey um, and I didn't, I didn't actually speak to anybody that had been on the journey. I just thought I'm going to set up my own business. That's what I'm going to do. And I thought I was the only one in the world that would be a trainer because there aren't many people out there doing this. And I was seriously, (laughs) I was that naive. I was like, I'm going to be the only person doing this. So everybody will want Mm -hmm. me. And, and of course I'd gone from having a very, very high profile job where everybody wanted me and everybody wanted to Mm -hmm. speak to joy and no, and I held mm. the purse strings. I was the one that hold held the the massive um, millions worth of pounds worth of, of budget. So of course everybody wanted to speak to me, and, and I was doing a very high profile brand. It is a number one brand in the UK. So yeah, of course everybody wants mm. to speak to me. And I went from that to uh, not being known at all. Like nobody knew who Joy Marsden was, and I was I was I was in shock. <laughs> and, and it was a big learning for me. And and actually I realised, you know what your title does not make you. Um, And and I had to reinvent Joy Marsden and say, who is Joy Marsden? And what does she want to stand for? And what do you want to be remembered for? And that was, that started off a journey and I'm still on that journey today. That's brilliant. Brilliant. Um, Question number seven is the life lesson question. Mm -hmm. So basically, you pick a number between 1 to 50, um, and that is linked to a lesson that I've learned throughout my life from recovering my illness to start my own business to today. And I would, um, and then we have a a little discussion about it to see what your experience is with the same thing. So, Joy, if you can pick a number between 1 to 50, please. 38. 38 is 
the critics. Oh dear. <laughs> the critics. Okay. Okay. So this is this this is the amazing thing is there is and I think actually we brushed a little bit mm-hmm. on it um, earlier in the interview is there are always going to be people that say what you are mm-hmm. doing is a bad mm-hmm. idea. Um, there is always going to be the external critics, yes. but there's also going to be the internal yes. critic, and it's learning to ignore them you know to have that passion and that confidence to go this is what my either this is what my heart says I need Mm -hmm. to do this is what my passion is and this is what my mission is and to dismiss what the critics say now even if those critics are trusted friends you know trusted you know don't it depends where they're coming Mm -hmm. from doesn't it when you're listening to a critic because if you've got a critic that's done it and it hasn't succeeded that does not mean that you can't yes but at the same time, they may have some wisdom about their journey mm-hmm. that may be useful mm-hmm. for you. But then there's the other people that just the armchair critics, mm-hmm. you know, they just they know exactly what they're talking about. They've obviously done everything, experienced everything mm-hmm. in the world and just tell you to do it. And I'm just wondering what you think about that. Well, I, I, I think in my life, I haven't really that you can have. I think critics fall into into different categories. They are yes. there's the critic that will tell you to your face that you're doing something wrong, of which there are yeah. few. Yeah. And there's the, yes. the critic that won't tell you, but you know, or you find yes. out through a third party. Yes. Um, and I, I, and there's also, and yes, you have your inner critic, everybody has that. Uh, and that's a yeah. whole new thing about learning how to coach that that person yes um but i for me the 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 kind of thing that ties into into the critic the whole idea of being a critic is am Mm. i am i willing to compare myself with that critic and i think that is probably a bigger question than Mm -hmm. do i listen to the critic Mm -hmm. so so where i've been tripped up is is not necessarily from the critics because it doesn't really matter what people think about my you know my business my business or mm. how I'm doing it or at the end of the day I've got to know in my own self whether it's right or wrong for me so it's it kind yeah. of there it may hurt for a while it might I might see it and go oh it might be a bit off-putting but it, it's not really a massive thing that I look at one thing that has tripped me up possibly even more is is the comparing myself to other people and thinking that I should be like that or that they are better. And mm. those two things may be true, but it's not mm. for me the correct way to look at it. So, no. so I think, I think uh, critics haven't been, um, my inner critic for me has been the, the, been the biggest thing for me to overcome. Outer critics haven't yeah. been that. It's like, yeah, okay, you okay. can say that. But um, but my comparing myself with other people and looking and going because I'm a great one at looking and going, oh, that's amazing, <laughs> and and I, and I actually do believe it's amazing. You know, I'm like, oh, they're great. Mm. Look at that. That's so good. And yeah. uh, I and I I then start to compare. Say, oh, I wonder. Oh, I wonder. Should I? Should I? But yeah, you know, I've realised that the the, the the most of my success. In, in speaking has come from me just being joy it, it really has yeah there is nowhere yeah. i there is nowhere else for me to go nowhere no no better person that i can possibly be than joy marsden 
on an excellent day. So, so I've had to learn, even though I, I believe I've got a lot to learn, even though I believe, you know, and I look at the people and I think, yes, you are amazing, but I can't do that. But here's the thing. You can't do what I can do in the way that yeah. I can do it. Because only Another, Joy yeah. Marsden can do what Joy Marsden does because those skills, that group of skills has been put in me and I have developed mm. them for me and that's all I can be. And you can, you can try and copy that. You can try and it's, it's fine. No, no biggie. But mm. at the end of the day, there will always only ever be one Joy Marsden. No, I love that Joy. That's brilliant. Yeah, so, yeah. so that, that's, you know, swinging it around a little bit, but that's, um, yeah no and a great and a great way to end there is only one joy marsden <laughs> yeah. um so <laughs> so joy thank you very much for coming on the You're show welcome. i really appreciate it uh, joy could you share with us just how people could find out more about you um and um you know and just give us your your social media links to so they can so you can definitely find out more about joy because I, I i've heard you speak yeah. And it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so the floor oh, is yours. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, if, if you'd like to know more about me, you can visit my website on www.joymarsden.com. That's M-A-R-S-D-E-N.com. Um, if you'd like to get hold of me by Twitter, my Twitter handle is at Joy Marsden, all lowercase. Uh, my, my LinkedIn profile, Joy Marsden again. You'll be able to find me. I'm the one with the smiley face. Uh, so, yeah. and if you are interested in, in getting my book, you can find that on Amazon as well in in various forms. And the book is called Keep Stepping: Essential Ways to Lead Yourself and Others Through Challenge and Change. Fantastic, thanks, Joy, and we'll put all of that on the uh, show notes Fantastic. as well, so um, they can just click and they will immediately be taken to some form of oh, joy wonderful. in their life. Really <laughs> wonderful. So, um. Joy, thank you very much for appearing on the show. I just want to wish you the greatest success. Oh, thank you very much. It has been my delight. Thank you. (laughs) So first of all, just let me say a huge thank you for tuning in or subscribing to the show. I'm very grateful for that. If you have any suggestions of topics that you would like to to suggest that we have on the show or perhaps you want to give me feedback of of what you think about the show then you can send any emails to podcast at jeffnicholson.co.uk I love hearing from you and your feedback really does help me make the show better so if you want to find out more about me or how I can assist you to live the exceptional life then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk Or you can follow me on Twitter, look for GN Coach, or on all other social media sites, I am Jeff Nicholson UK. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you've also enjoyed the show, can I invite you to pop over to iTunes and give us a rate and review, as it really does help make the podcast more visible to increase its audience. I look forward to speaking to you next week, and I want to take this time to wish you the greatest success. Take care.